0: On this episode of the Back It Up Pod, we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs matchup with our friend, recurring guest, and country music star Blaine Howard. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod.
1: Jones! Look at that balance! Aaron Jones! See ya!
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, Jen. Hey,
1: hey, hey,
2: hey! What's hey,
0: hey. up? Did anything happen since we last talked?
1: It's been pretty boring.
0: Yeah. Uh, i I think we have to say that uh, Kunst is doing everything so far in advance that we are not worthy of being in the same fandom as him. <laughs> we talked about it last week. He picks up two Indiana State tight ends because he knows one's going down. Why would we spend a first round pick on Jordan Love? I don't know. Because our starting quarterback's going to get COVID and we need him to play in this big game against the Chiefs. Everybody that has negatives about our GM needs to understand this man has a legendary genius foresight to know everything that going to happen for our Super Bowl run here yeah, in 2021.
2: A, a first-round draft pick two years ago for a, a one-week spot start. That's why we got him. Right? Yeah, called I it. Mean, I mean, the highlight of the last 10 days was like Halloween outfits, like all greasy hair all made sense because we borrowed Preston Smith's dog to do some John Wick impersonations. We didn't want to lead off with that storyline. That was crucial to how we play on Sunday.
0: Were you more disappointed in hearing that we won't have our MVP starting quarterback or that he did all that just to be John Wick?
1: Definitely do all that to be John Wick. I I, <laughs> I, I do think the picture with the dog was pretty badass. Um, But, yeah, let down, man. I thought you were going bigger.
0: So let's we'll, – we're not going to touch on immunized and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we still we're without – yeah, we're we're without our starting quarterback. The good news is we are getting back wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and wide receiver three for this game. Two of those three were because of COVID related situations. So Adams getting off the list, Lazard never actually testing uh positive. So he took his little time off and he's back on the field. So at least uh to the with the good comes the bad. It is what it is. I also haven't heard anything about whether Joe Barry would be back. I would assume he would be in some capacity. But until then, we are going into this week, still missing players, gaining some back. Obviously the 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 biggest piece of this whole puzzle is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Will not face Mahomes again. I don't know how this always happens. Every time these two teams come together, there's something fluky that happens the week before and takes this whole thing out. But yeah, I don't, is there anything else we want to cover? Jalen Smith is yes. no longer a Packer. Uh, thank you for your 27 snaps. You played the best C-plus football we could have asked for hey, you. And- he
1: had one quarterback rush. <laughs>
2: T-minus. <laughs> T-minus at best. Hey, on the Rodgers front, I'm not going to get political on do it or don't do it, but you're a $40 million man in the face of the franchise. Our guest coming up here, Blaine, sent a text to the group chat this week that made a great point. If you miss a buy or home field advantage because of one game, I think there's some fellas in the locker room that are gonna be looking across the way being like, What's up, dude? Like you're the face of the franchise. That was your responsibility. So hopefully that one doesn't burn us. But do we know if Bakhtiari's back? Or Josh, did you still want to talk about the Rogers?
1: Yeah. Snafu? Yeah, I I mean even if he was, even if he did have the shot, I mean, you see Devonte, he tested positive and he took the shot. So but do mean,
2: everything um, you can to avoid it.
1: I, I get it. I get it. But the heat that he's taken, I think, is a little unfair. Uh, I mean, there's people getting COVID left and right around the NFL and they're not getting spotlighted like Aaron Rodgers. You don't think every NFL player has went to a Halloween party. I mean, come on. I mean, yes, it's looks, very it's, unfortunate. It's bad timing. But it happens because
2: he's Aaron Rodgers and he's already got these flaws that the Internet likes to call out. And B, he tried to play word games about vaccination versus immunization. So we'll talk football here. It's a very unfortunate situation. Wish wish we weren't in it. Um, We are recording on Thursday night. And I guess the Bakhtiari news is that he's eligible to come off the IR pup pup. Uh, so is that something they can do tomorrow yet as we release the pod and then he'd be ready to go?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I my sneaking suspicion is that if we haven't heard of it quite yet, uh, I know we made some moves and I assumed one of them for sure was MVS, but I almost wonder if this is the same situation that we've talked about plenty of times before, that if they think they can squeeze out another week They do it, unfortunately, when the player in concern is the person you're going to protect, which is Jordan Love playing in his first official NFL start. I wonder if that changes the mentality of what the Packers would have done, where they were purely thinking, all right, let's get through Chiefs, and Bakhtiari will be back. We'll have all these weapons for this week. We'll get him back next week. I wonder how much that changes the dynamic to say, you know what, we might not have a— i don't really him. think they strategize based on the schedule
2: i think when he's healthy ready to go they bring him back and if he's if he's ready to go you don't sit him chris jones frank clark melvin ingram whether they're going after Rodgers or jordan love uh it's a game i think you're gonna have to emphasize the run and you know going against those pass rushers you'd rather have bakhtiari out there so i don't think you sit a healthy bakhtiari just because of you know, well no, bribe. and
0: I don't think I don't think they would remotely even if he's at like eighty five, ninety percent, because it's like okay, uh, I, okay. Jordan love. I, I he needs all the time in the world, especially on that side. So Okay, we agree. We're saying the yep. same thing. So let's jump into this game. We'll we'll introduce the game and then we'll introduce our guest. Uh the Chiefs four <laughs> four and four on the season. They find themselves behind Vegas. They find themselves behind the Chargers and tied with Denver. Uh, It's been one of those weird years. They started the season off with a win against the Browns and everybody got their hopes up a close loss at Baltimore. And then just back and forth losses, the remaining of the way with losses to the Chargers bills, Titans wins against the Eagles, Washington football team and giants. And if you notice something in there, They're beating the NFC East and losing against all other playoff teams. So uh, if that's the case, I like our odds from that statistic alone of we should be a playoff team. So let's get a W. But before we jump into what this Kansas City offense is not doing this year, we are bringing on what has now become our yearly guest because every single freaking year we play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Blaine Howard, welcome back.
3: What's up, boys? It's good to be back.
0: So since your last time, you released some new music. You've uh, once again jumped the charts. What is the what's the newest <laughs> happening from you and the music
3: side of things? Oh, man, I'm just happy to be actually back to playing some shows, man. This summer and fall, we actually got to get back to playing music after all the covid crap and put out some new music last year. We put out a song um, in March called Rock on our Window. We put out a single in. August even put out a new Chiefs song because hey, why not? You know <laughs> the last one did so well, so gotta keep things going. But it's just nice to be somewhat back to normal and playing some music, man.
0: Amen to that. So let's talk about this offense, which uh we we talked about it last week in almost very similar situation at the amount of, of playmaking ability that some has shown up this year, some necessarily hasn't. Patrick Mahomes, we know although the, the interception ratio is not necessarily where it's been in the past. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Hardman shows up here and there. I mean, there's there's just a lot of names that, that give you some worry. So, Blaine, what has been going on with this offense that – I guess it's a lot of defensive helping that they're trying to catch up to what they've been giving up. But where do you see this offense succeeding so far this year? And where is the one thing heading into kind of the second half of the season that you're like, we got to change this.
3: Well, one thing they're succeeding at as far as like statistically is they're moving the ball. I mean, even before the bills game, I think they were number one in total yards gained. I think they're still top five in yards per attempt and, even I think they're top ten in rushing yards per attempt like lately. Mm-hmm. They're just they they're are. moving the ball extremely well. The problem is they're struggling in the red zone to punch it in for touchdowns. And the biggest thing is the turnovers. Now, some of that is on Mahomes. He's had a couple of the worst games of his career statistically. He's made a lot of bad throws. And I, I don't know how many interceptions he has. I think he has nine. Ten. I would say ten. ten. I would say four. Four for sure, maybe five have been deflected off of receivers. Some of that is just like that's going to happen through football, but having it happen that many times, two of them off of Tyreek Hill in the red zone, that's some kind of weird stuff. So if you get rid of some of that, I think they're right there back where they normally want to be. But I think these defenses, they saw what the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. They were able to drop seven to eight guys every play, play two high safeties, really cover the zones underneath. And then if you can get pressure with three to four guys, I mean the Packers have some pass rushers that can do that. You're gonna be, you're gonna wreak havoc on this offense lately because they just can't seem to get those things clicking. I think we saw last week or on Monday night the Giants they doubled Kelsey every single play. They manned uphill with a safety over the top every single play. So you're just daring them to run the ball or some other receiver to beat you, whether it's McCole Hardman, maybe Josh Gordon gets. A few more snaps this week. I think he got 42 percent of the offensive snaps last week. I don't know. Byron Pringle, um, Demarcus Robinson. One of those guys has to step up. But if you Just can take away, names out, out of a head you know, at this
2: point, boy, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not like these are the
3: guys. These are the guys after Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey on who's getting the most targets. They're not the most well known names out there. So if you can keep those guys in check then you're basically just saying you're going to have to run the ball to beat us, and you guys know the Chiefs are made to score in a hurry. And if you're going to make them just four yards, five yards, over and over and over again, whether it's check downs or running the ball, eventually they're going to get greedy and try and take a deep shot somewhere. And if you can capitalize on that on a third down or get a turnover somewhere, you can really put this team in a hole fast.
1: Yeah, my my first note is turnover, 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 turnover. They have 19 <laughs> total, 10 interceptions, nine fumbles. Um, yes, it, and- it it's really insane. They have more than the New York Jets, and they are they have a negative 11 turnover ratio. So not only are they turning over the ball, they are not getting turnovers. So it, that that offensive line is I, I'm not quite sure. I mean it 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 seems weak up the middle to me which is it's definitely favoring the Packers with Kenny Clark and how our defensive tackles and ends have come alive this year um so I I think there's going to be a little disruption up the middle there.
3: I think you're you're right on the money with most of that. I'll say this this offensive line is more made for run blocking. I think if they if this was a team that didn't have Patrick Mahomes and you had a Derrick Henry type guy that just ran the ball 30 times a game you would see a lot of damage from this offensive line. we got a lot of young guys, but they're really strong up front in the run blocking. I don't think they've gelled yet in pass protection, and I think that's why you're seeing Patrick Mahomes get a little bit happy in the pocket, wanting to kind of break when, a little bit before he needs to and missing some of these guys. But I'm telling you, if you can get pressure with three or four guys on this team, it's going to be really, really hard for the, for the Chiefs to continue to just march down the field and score points. You know, it's going to be one of those games, like you said, the turnover ratio is bad. The Chiefs do not turn. I think we have the 32nd ranked defense. We do not get a lot of turnovers. A couple of interceptions from Willie Gay the past two weeks have put us at that negative 11. Otherwise, we'd be higher than that. So this could be really interesting.
0: Yeah, you see this shift, and it actually corresponds really nicely with an article that came out by 5:38. Of how defenses have been looking at Mahomes very, very differently as of recently. So, since week five, and this is from 538.com. Mahomes ranks 24th out of 33 qualified passers in completion percentage, 26th in net yards per attempt, 26th in passer rating, 27th in turnovers per play, and 27th in total QBR. And, and a big reason for that is something that you mentioned, is a lot of these teams are playing, you know, too high safeties. They're moving away from man to man, pretty much asking Chiefs team to run the ball. They're asking Mahomes to be impatient on reads, force the issue, uh, and, and with the secondary that we have, granted, a, a Jair would be nice in this situation, but with Stokes' speed, hopefully King back, our safeties have been playing really, really well. And with that push, I mean, this is a pat. This is a matchup that actually I think in a lot of ways favors the Packers. The ability to not say we don't have to get as much hope of pushing forward because the O line or the D line themselves have done so well. And we saw it in the Arizona game of sending four guys and being willing to be keeping everybody back. And so I I think this is going to be a lot of let Mahomes, uh, you know, do his thing to some extent. But you're having that whole entire secondary push back just waiting for that defensive opportunity. And it it could help the Packers without as a Darius still and and the way that Campbell can adjust so well, whether he's pushing forward or pulling back. I really like this matchup, especially with the, the Chiefs a little banged up in the backfield.
3: I think you'll also see the stat that Mahomes is being blitzed on less than ten percent of his of his uh, plays this year. In the past, Oof. they thought you know we we got to blitz Mahomes over and over again, and I think over the last couple of years he's been the best quarterback against the blitz as far as percentage uh, completion percentage and touchdowns and all that stuff and yards per attempt. Teams are not blitzing him; they're saying we can get this pressure, and I, I think you're right. With, these, with the Packers, you know, front three or four, we saw it against Arizona. They got to Kyler Murray, and he's much more mobile than Mahomes is. So I think this could be very, very interesting if, if uh, that, o, that O-line does not hold up against the Packers front four.
2: I'll, I'll take a quick counter opinion from the narrative that ESPN wants to run with that, you know, Patrick Mahomes got his money and he's getting greedy on throwing deep every time I, I put some of this on Andy Reid. Like he built this offense to the personnel. He built an offense based on speed and the ability to, you know, 70 yard touchdowns by the Chiefs is just a normal play in, in a regular season game like we've just come used to seeing it. But the defenses adjust. NFL defenses every offseason look at the highest scoring offense and find new ways of defending it. So they all came out with this cover two, cover four, sit everyone back, don't let them beat you deep. And I don't think it's always Mahomes like taking the risk and checking into a deeper route. I think Andy Reid needs to stay patient. I think that play calls need to stay underneath. He incorporates the jet sweeps to his speed threats. He incorporates the backfield action. Uh, But they need to essentially do that all game until you can make the defense pull a safety down. So as long as we're allowed to keep two safeties back, if we can still stop the run, which you guys made a great point, it's not really a battle of Rodgers and Mahomes that we're missing. It's a battle of rookie centers and right guards that we're missing because the Chiefs also have – uh, the center Creed Humphrey and right guard Trey Smith are both rookies. We won't have Josh Meyer, so we don't have that true battle that ESPN would just talk about all day centers and right guards going against each other. But, yeah. but Josh talked about the weakness of the middle of the line. They're young. You know, ours have played pretty well. They gelled pretty well out of the gate. Props to the old line coach that we've given Stenovich credit on multiple podcasts. Uh, these guys have taken a little bit longer to develop, but they're still on a typical rookie schedule. Um, but it, you know, really it's the running backs that the Chiefs tried to bring in some weapons in the offseason. They got injured, and now they're left with Daryl Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Derek Gore, like not true home run threats. So, make them run as much as possible, even if it means jet sweeps to a wide receiver. That's better than Mahomes going deep.
3: Well, I will just say, let me speak up for Creed Humphrey because he, uh, he is actually
2: oh we love Creed
3: He's currently we want- the highest graded center in the NFL right now. He's killing. Yeah, we it, but wanted yes, to draft right. him. Yeah, Creed is a monster there at center, but you're right. Trey Smith, who's, he's a great run blocker. He's, he's really kind of trying to figure out the pass blocking thing. I think his footwork's not great. And Lucas Niang is also, even though he's in his second year, he opted out last year due to COVID. So you're that right guard, right tackle position, if you can exploit that in the pass rush, you can definitely get to him there. And I think you're right on the Andy Reid thing. You look back to the year, I think it was Alex Smith's last year when Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing that year. They threw screens to him all the time for 40, 50 yard gains. If he can get back to that style of play calling and make those defenses creep up, that's when you can start taking those big shots.
0: So let's talk about, I can't believe we're, we're doing this and this is both sad and exciting. Jordan love is about to make his first official start of the season against this Kansas city defense that has given up the fifth most points in the NFL. And we've, discussed it and we've hinted about it here and there about the the inability to kind of get the turnovers that they're used to Uh, it's just things aren't quite going right and it's putting a lot of pressure on this Kansas City Chiefs offense to kind of make it up Um, and you look at even the beginning of the season the, the Ravens game getting up 36 points the Bills 38 points and not saying that the Packers would necessarily get to those heights but these are numbers that are just not not too good for a team that's vying for a playoff spot so What do we make about this Chiefs defense and how do we feel about Jordan Love under center but knowing that for the first time really all year we're going to have a full complement of wide receivers?
2: I'd like to see Blaine lead this off because where does this defense go wrong? You, You got plenty of names that you shouldn't be last in the NFL. What's going on?
3: Let me just tell you, if you want Jordan Love to have a huge breakout game and make everyone on ESPN freak out about a quarterback controversy in Green Bay, pick out number 49 on the field and throw at him every (laughs) single play. Dan Sorensen, he he has done a lot of good stuff for the Chiefs through the years. He was always that guy that he'd miss tackles and stuff. He'd miss some plays, but it was always because he was just giving it 100%. And then he'd come up with great sacks. Great interceptions to seal the game. He was the guy that made the tackle on the fake punt against the Texans in the, in the playoff game when we were down 24-7. to 7. He was always one of those guys that was like, go for the home run. Sometimes you miss, sometimes you don't. This year he is giving up the most yardage of any DB in the NFL. So if he's on the field, check out of whatever play you're running and throw at him. That's all I can suggest on that. Other than that, I think we're somewhat figuring out the defensive line, but the front four has not been good. We've got two, a first-year and a second-year linebacker that are great against the run, not too great in pass coverage. So the front seven is really what has struggled. Other than Daniel Sorensen, we've got Tyron Matthew at safety. We've got Juan Thornhill at safety. They're both great. We've got some great young corners in LeJarius Sneed and Charverius Ward, and even Rashad Fenton has played well in that kind of nickel spot So the DBs, other than Sorensen, are kind of the guys that don't really worry me that much for the most part. But if you can beat those front seven guys, you can just eat up yardage all day long.
2: Who is it you see, Tarverius Ward or Legereus Snead? That's like an all-name team right there. Who is it you see or you would prefer to match up against Devontae?
3: I would prefer Snead. I think he's more talented. I do. I will say Charverius is in his third year, I believe. He's got a little more experience, but he's kind of that guy that he'll make a big play, then he'll get beat kind of back and forth, kind of that. You know, Bashad Breeland kind of would do that, or he'd get a bad penalty somewhere, then he'd make a good play. Um, I kind of see him a little bit like that, but I would prefer Snead to be there with either Tyron Matthew or Thornhill shading to that side. Let those other guys, Is Liz, I can't remember if Lazard is playing this week, so if there's if he's not, let those other guys take on those, you know, those other guys that aren't quite, obviously, there aren't many players that are on the threat. Devontae Adams level. Yeah. So, yeah. We got we, everybody um, I, back this week.
2: Yeah. We should I have Lazard yeah. and MVS back. So, at least, if,
3: yeah.
2: At least something, if, something holding them strong to the other side. MVS doing some deep routes on the backside. I could see that hitting.
3: Especially Absolutely.
2: with and trying to cover him.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm t- Again, if 49's on the field, just throw at him all day long. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's – I don't care if there's like – I don't care if Andy reads the receiver trying to beat Daniel Sorensen. Throw to him. He's going to beat him. How many snaps does he still
2: get in a game? Because I, I really liked Juan Thornhill. Like, Why aren't they just playing with the two safeties and mixing in more corners as extra DBs? <laughs>
3: Chiefs fans were screaming that since week two, man, and finally I think week five or six they finally went, okay, Sorensen's getting beat enough. They put in Thornhill for about a Thornhill's been in there for I would say ninety percent of the snaps at safety, and Sorensen's kind of playing that nickel safety drop down into linebacker a little bit. Um, and I want to say he maybe played forty percent of the snaps last week and maybe twenty percent the week before, so okay. it just depends on what they're kind of feeling, but. He, yeah, I yeah would, he's I your
1: third his, leading yeah. tackler there. He's your third leading tackler. So either he's getting targeted a crap ton, like you're
3: saying, or... uh who well, knows what's going on?
2: You know where you could he's, hide him? You could give him tight end responsibility without time yeah, did yet. you
3: Yeah, did you see Evan Ingram beat him last week? He, we had double coverage. Willie Gay was covering the inside. He, all he had to do was not beat, yeah. get beat outside, and Ingram beat him on an out route, a three-yard yes. out route for a touchdown. He's
2: I just, did watch that live, and the announcers yeah. just railed on him. They're like, how yeah. the linebackers got inside? How are you also lined up inside? But I, I don't think, That's, like, outside of misalignment, I don't think Mercedes or Dagora or – Dominique Daphne are are beating them for big yardage, maybe the little five yardage.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. But down in the goal line situations, they definitely could beat him. And the thing with the tackles on him is, yeah, part of that was we had some linebacker issues early in the season, so he got a lot of tackles in those games. One thing you didn't mention, though, is he. I think before they, when he was playing 100% of the defensive snaps, he was number one or number two in the league in missed tackles. So not only, yeah, he's getting a lot of tackles, but he's also missing one of every four tackles. So he's that guy that like, You've got to make the tackle in the hole, and he's just not doing it. Now, all this talk about
1: secondary, the real game plan here is A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I mean, yes, I think sir. our running game against this front seven. I mean, you saw, I mean, the Chiefs see a, a glaring issue. They picked up Ingram uh, before the trade deadline. I, I honestly think Ingram will be a good fit in KC. He he wasn't really gelling too well in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, So I'm not surprised that they decided to trade him off. Um, I I think he has a lot of success now this week. I don't even know if he sees the field. Maybe he's like, you know, uh, Marcellus, you know, when we signed him, you know, come in on third down, rush, rush, Jordan Love and try to scare him a little bit with your size or something. But I I see a ton of success pounding it up the middle.
3: I would have to agree with that. I mean, I think the Chiefs—they're a little. They've been a little bit better the past few weeks, but I think through the first five weeks, they were the worst rush defense in the league. Um, we did finally move Chris Jones back to D tackle. The Jaron Reed experiment is just not working. Thank God we're paying him nine million dollars a year. Um, but Chris Jones <laughs> moving back to D tackle—that's helped a little bit. Frank Clark last game actually had one of his highest graded games of his career, so maybe he's figuring some stuff out. So you know, I think we're going to be a little bit better there, but. Obviously, I mean, Josh, you saw it last time we were there in 2019. The Chiefs had a pretty good defense that year with these same guys playing mm-hmm. really well, and the Packers were still able to exploit that defense, whether it was on the run or throwing screens to Aaron Jones. Yeah, it was, it was the
1: it was the running backs in the passing game. I remember I remember Jamal Williams made an outstanding catch, uh, diving out of bounds. It was a beautiful catch in the end zone. But yeah,
3: I think it's a similar game plan. That's, that's the play we thought, from our angle, the opposite end of the field, we thought Rodgers was throwing it away, and he somehow came down with a catch. That was a heck of a play. And I also remember you screaming out, Aaron Jones um, motioned out wide, and he had a linebacker on him, and you went, Aaron Jones on a linebacker, he's, he's taking the go route. And I looked at you and went, shit. And sure enough, that play, 60-yard <laughs> touchdown to Aaron Jones, is like, you can't do that, like. The, the Packers are so good at throwing to their running backs. They're so good at using them in the passing game. You cannot leave a, a linebacker to cover Aaron Jones out in the open like that or A.J. Dillon.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And this it hurts when you're looking up earlier in the week stats and kind of looking ahead because with Rodgers at quarterback, I thought we could really, really put together a game plan that would hit every single mark because – Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most 40 yard plus plays on defense in the entire league, it's not even close. They had 11 total plays for 40 or more. Second place is seven. And you, then you look at they're also giving up the you know the third most rushing first downs, the second most rushing touchdowns. It just felt like a situation that we would be in this perfect thing of MVS is back. We can now go extra vertical we can, you know, allow the running backs to do their thing because I don't think in this first two years, Dylan and Jones have looked this much on the same page as they do these last two weeks. And then it kind of switches roles because while I know that uh, we fell in love with Jordan Love's throwing ability, there's going to be a lot of comfortability in that first quarter, maybe in the first half, going into the second half of – get your eight yards, get in a groove, start reading the defense, rely heavily on the running backs. And it's just, it's a bummer because I really do think with Rodgers behind uh, center, this is a totally different game plan that we can do a lot of fun things. And this is going to rely so heavily on Ken Matt LaFleur, set up these motions that it ends up going in five different directions at any time. Keep them off balance, be okay with checkdowns. It's going to be very, very interesting, and I, I, I'm I, a little nervous of of Kansas City, the, the Honey Badger. I, I, I sense a big-time interception. We'll have to see if that front defensive line can get some pushback, but it's just – I hope this isn't the week the Chiefs figure it out because of who's yeah. our center.
1: I, I think you brought up a great person, Tyra Myth. Matt Mathay. I mean, he's gonna. I think he's gonna eat us alive a little bit. He's gonna be aggressive. I think they're gonna pull pull the restraints off of him in this game. They're gonna see you know first time starter behind center, and you know they're gonna blitz him. They're gonna they're gonna just really disguise where he is on the field. I think you see him a lot and often. I would not be surprised for one or two turnovers from caused or you know interceptions whatever from him. I think he's gonna be a big problem for the Packers.
0: So let's move on to our predictions as we do every single week. What is the final score of this game and who is the MVP? So Blaine, since you are our guest, <laughs> let's hear what you think about this Chiefs Packers <laughs> showdown on Sunday.
3: Well, I will be there. I'm driving up with my brother-in-law, Gannon, who's also a Packers fan. So this will be my second game at Arrowhead taking a Packers fan with me. Smart man, smart man. We're, we're, we're going to have a good time. Um, I think, you know, with, with Rogers in the game, the way the chiefs had playing, I was, I was putting money on the Packers for sure. I think the chiefs find a way to win this one. We need, this will be our, if we can win this game, it'll be our first winning streak of the year. We've never won two games in a row this year. So I think the chiefs find a way to win. Um, I do think it's closer than people, than people expect. I think we're probably looking at something like, 30 to 24 um maybe 27 21 something like that so i'm gonna say i think that's a good one 27 21 chiefs i think our mvp i think it's got to be Mahomes. he has to show that he's getting comfortable in this pocket he's got to not get skittish in there and run from these clean pockets with open receivers so i think it's got to be Mahomes. if we win this game he's gonna probably throw for 302 or three touchdowns so i'm gonna say pat
2: I'm with you, Blaine. If you look back to last week, uh, the way the Packers were able to pull off what I'll consider an upset, considering all the guys they were missing, and if I'm not mistaken, Vegas considered it an upset. uh, It felt like Rodgers was picking his spots to be aggressive, and at the right moment, he had that pinpoint accuracy. He had that perfect pass to Cobb in the end zone. He had the fourth down conversion to Equinemius on the out route for a pickup of four can Jordan love be perfect in the moments you need from a quarterback any NFL team needs a quarterback to come through on those three, four or five clutch plays per game. Can he go four for four on those clutch plays in this game to keep a drive alive, to you know convert a, a red zone opportunity to a touchdown instead of a field goal. I don't know. That's expecting a lot. Like I hope to see some nice things and to give us hope for either a potential starter or some trade bait. I hope to see those things. But I think you can hope for good things and still expect some mix, some mistakes. And with the Chiefs' explosive offense, it starts to feel like too much. I, what the Packers have to do, and I'll call this shot, I, say, uh, I will say A.J. Dillon has only gotten 20 rushes once in his career. It was against Tennessee last December. Uh, I'd like to see A.J. Dillon get 20 rushes again. Not touches, but rushes specifically. Because if you're going to win, you're going to want to control the clock. If you can get up early and create a negative game script where you can make Mahomes feel like he needs to throw those deep shots to catch up already because we're winning a time of possession battle, all those would be good indicators. But I think at the end of the day, an MVP all-star face of the franchise quarterback versus a guy getting his first start is going to be tough to overcome independent of how much success our defense can have. So I'm right in Blaine's range of scoring. I got the Chiefs 27 and the Packers 24. I'd love to be proven wrong, but without Rodgers those clutch plays feel like even if they go our way 75% of the time, it's going to be tough to overcome. Oh, my MVP would be AJ Dillon, 20 touches. There you go. There you go. I put him in my fantasy uh, lineup. Nobody cares about my team, but he was sitting on my bench. I, and As soon as I saw the news, I'm like, Dylan's a starter. <laughs>
1: Thunder thighs. Um, well, you know, I, am torn on this game. I, I am very torn. Uh, I'm, I think Jordan love could have a lot of success, especially early. Uh, the issue is is when it gets ugly, um, you know. It, and the Packers have played a little ugly this year. Um, and Rodgers, Mister R E L A X, you know, we can always count on him to just be chill and and do what is right, not do too much, um, and really make some smart decisions. So that's where because this is going to be a close game. Kansas City's going to get there They're over the top. They're going to get some long touchdowns. They're going to score points. Um, They're going to get their yards, just like Blaine said. Um, It's what the Packers defense does as far as turnovers. Um, You you saw it last week. We had three turnovers to win by three points, and the winning interception. Um, That it's going to have to be very similar. I'm counting on this defense. But I have the Packers winning 24-21, and the MVP, no question about it, is Campbell. I think he's going to be a man on a mission this week, uh, lining up against Kelsey um, and also blitzing Mahomes. You you saw it last week when we were playing Kyler Murray, how he would just bait him into stepping up in the pocket and then attack. I think you see something very similar this week, and I, I, I think we see another turnover either caused or intercepted by Campbell um plus a sack. I I I just love how he's playing and this Kansas City offensive line is not playing up to where it should be and we'll we'll take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I I texted the group earlier today. I was very very excited about the Bears game to finally go in to Chicago rivalry game. You're playing their stud first round pick. Let's see what happens. Then that got ratcheted up about 50 notches to play the Cardinals. Can we win without eight starters? Let's see what happens. I I think I might even be above and beyond this for the Chiefs game because if this can somehow be a game that they sneak out of Kansas City winning back-to-back games on the roads without Devontae and that whole crew in Game 1 and without Aaron Rodgers in Game 2, I don't know where the ceiling of this Packers team is. But – I think what's going to happen is is Jordan Love is going to look good. He's going to look confident when he has the full field to work with. He's going to struggle when he gets into the red zone and everything tightens up and everything works a little faster and all of a sudden these gaps start closing in. So I have a feeling that Mason Crosby is going to be mighty busy that afternoon. This just has all the makings for the Packers to just to slip up. It's the storyline with Rodgers. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is sick of talking about being in a slump. I'm sure this defense is just salivating at the thought of getting back on track against a, a first-time starter. I think that the, the Chiefs are going to pull it off 24-16. to 16. And my MVP, I, I think, is going to be Adams. How well can he run his routes to create the space to give Love an option? that you know find your dude they'll probably stare him down for that first half which won't be good but how far can Adams just get yardage and get receptions and keep the sticks going uh if it weren't for that I'd probably pick one of our running backs but it's gonna be a fun game I think it's gonna be closer all things considered but it's just it's just a bummer we're not uh at full strength to watch these two teams go at it but hopefully we will meet again wink wink nod nod as we get things put together but until then, I, I really thought happens. you were going with a Packer victory. I was, I was ready to get on the hype train and be
2: like, "Oh, am I the, 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 only <laughs> uh, right. gosh, the only one? Come on, you're always the
0: only one." We are going to do the impossible. Uh, but what if we win? I don't know. What if? But what, what if we win? <laughs> thanks, Blaine. Yeah, no thanks, problem. Blaine. People yeah, go you. to Listensia, to buy some swag. See you live.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, Andy Reid's got a tie, curly Lambo for fifth all time.
0: Ooh! Oh, we forgot to mention that. Oh, well, Packers <laughs> can't lose this. Can't lose this. I, protect, I know. That,
3: I protect know, that I, record. You can't, you can't let Andy Reid tie Curly Lambeau. Yeah, are playing him. Right? Yeah, not against. I mean, he this. he did he did get win number one hundred at the for the Chiefs against the Eagles earlier this year. So maybe he's going for the double this year. Who knows? Interesting.
0: <laughs> Can't tie Curly with Mr. Kirby. So let's <laughs> let's see it. But Blaine, thanks as always for joining thanks, us. Thanks, guys. In of yearly, course. Yearly, yearly uh, <laughs> rotation. But,
3: uh, maybe one of these years we'll finally meet in the Super Bowl. Let's do it. That uh, was
0: supposed to happen a few years ago. It uh, uh,
3: supposed to happen last year. Let's talk about that. We don't talk about I know, that. I know, I know.
0: All right, guys, go listen. Hit up your Spotify. Search Blaine Howard. Click repeat. Do what you got to do. But until next time, thanks, everybody.
2: Go Pack Go.
3: Thanks, guys.